book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. There's an old saying that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. I want you to know that that principle is certainly true in our search for the will of God. That uh, the will of God really is not a destination. It is a journey. Uh, it's not something you arrive at. It is the pursuit of a lifetime. And it begins right where you are. It begins today. It begins with a single step. Uh, too many people think of the will of God as some far-off, distant thing. Can I just remind you that the God of the Bible is not a far-off, distant God? He is present. He is near. He is right where you are, and he meets you where you are. The will of God begins here. So what is the here? We return today to Acts chapter 9 to this amazing example of the Apostle Paul's conversion. You remember later in Paul's writings, uh, he actually stated under inspiration of the Holy Spirit that God had, had saved him in such a way as an example to others, as a pattern for others who would come uh, to faith in Christ. So I think there's so much to learn uh, from this record in Acts chapter number 9. The Bible says in verse number 1, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So it starts with a real negative. Oh, our God is able, friends, more than enough. What a transformation he'll bring. Uh, he's breathing out threatenings. Soon the very breath of the Holy Spirit will be within this man. Uh, he is uh, on a mission of death, slaughter, but soon he will be a man who knows true life. He's against the disciples of the Lord. Very soon he'll be with the disciples of the Lord. He's on his way to the high priest, uh, but he's about to meet the high priest, the high priest of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's desiring letters uh, to Damascus so that he can arrest people, but the Lord's about to put some brand new desires in him. Uh, he's about to hate the people of this way, but very shortly he's going to be on the very same way. Do you see the transformation? Well, where does it begin? Verse 3 says, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, I love the Lord's sudden work, don't you? In a moment of time, the Lord Jesus changes everything. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Now you remember that our God is light. And not everyone has an encounter like this with the God of light. But friend, when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, I would argue that you do actually come to know the light, that the light shines on you, not physically, but spiritually. You are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So it all begins with light. The Bible says in verse 4, He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying in him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? 
And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? So the will of God begins here. Now, in our last study, we identified these eight words. What a question in verse number six of Acts chapter nine. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? I really believe the will of God begins with the first word. It begins with the word Lord. If you really want to know the will of God, you have to know the God of the will. If you really want to know the way you're supposed to walk in, it begins by knowing the Lord yourself. And so the will of God always begins with your own personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Not with doing something, but knowing Christ. Do you remember when Jesus called his first disciples in Mark chapter number 3? He didn't send them out first. They weren't apostles first. They were disciples first. They were not sent ones first. They were learners. In Mark chapter 3 verse 14, he called them first to be with him. That is always the divine order. Not to do something for him, just to be with him. I think sometimes we're trying to get people to to live Christian lives and they don't know Christ. Or we're trying to get people to serve the Lord, but they don't really love the Lord. And so I want to say to every person listening to me today, if you want to know and do the will of God, if you want to find out why you're breathing, why you're on earth, what you're here for, it begins with knowing the Lord, with knowing Christ personally, intimately. If you don't know him as your Savior, you have to begin there. Because you can't know him as your friend until you know him as your Savior. You need to know that your sins are forgiven. That Christ lives in your life. You're going to be with him in heaven someday. Uh, Today, you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Uh, Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? Do you believe that he rose again from the dead? Then trust him today. Put your faith in him. Call on him in simple faith and to come to know him in a personal way. If you do know him as your Savior, uh, then you need to know him as your companion, as your friend. Uh, Someone who's listening to me today, you know you've been saved, but you're away from the Lord. You've let sin come between you and Christ. Confess that sin today. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come back to the Lord today. Uh, You've got to be in fellowship with the one you say you have a relationship with. If you want to hear his voice, you've got to be close enough to listen. If you want to know his will, you've got to get near his heart. So it always begins with coming near to the Lord, your own personal encounter with Christ. Let me point out just a few things. Did you notice that there are three questions here? You should mark them in your Bible. In verse 4, the first question is why. God asks it. Saul, Saul. By the way, anytime God uses someone's name twice in Scripture, it's always to get their attention. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Here, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So the first great question you need to ask and answer is why? Why are you living? Why are you doing what you're doing today? Uh, Why are you on the path you're on at this moment? Why? Uh, When you identify the why of your life, it gives you some perspective because everybody's motivated by something or someone. So first of all, why are you where you are at this moment? The second question is asked by Saul in verse number 5. It is this question, who? Who art thou, Lord? And this is where it gets so real and so personal. You have to know Christ for yourself. Listen to the Lord say, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. You need to come to know the great I am, not about him. You need to know him. 
You need to know him well enough that he can speak to you. You need to know him well enough that you can talk to him. Do you really know Jesus? By the way, he says to him, uh, you're persecuting me, not the church, you're persecuting me. I mean, when you fight against God's work, you're fighting against God. And he said to him, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Uh, literally the word for a goad, like a, a farmer would use to move an animal forward. He said, I've been goading you a little bit, just trying to get you moving my general direction. I think even the stoning of Stephen was one of God's goads, pricking his heart, uh, pushing him towards truth. And uh, look, an animal kicking against the goad isn't hurting the goad or the, the man in charge. He's hurting himself. Don't fight God. Don't fight God's goodness and mercy in your life. It's just hurting you. So we move from the why to the who to finally in verse 6, what? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? See, what we want to do, we want to jump to that one. Lord, give me something to do. What do you want me to do? Because we want to take action. I say again, the will of God doesn't begin with you doing something. It begins with you knowing Christ. Concentrate on knowing him, on being what God wants you to be, and then God will help you do what you ought to do. Answer the why. Come to know the who, and God will show you the what. The will of God begins here. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey. Thank you.